Good uh, tidings of great joy. It's the end of the story. Uh, great joy for us, our uh, small group uh, just welcomed a little baby boy less than like an hour ago into our small group. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my wife and uh, Sarah, John's wife, are at the hospital with uh, Harry and Haley. They had a little baby boy named Kiani, and uh, man, everyone's healthy and doing well, so it's good. Good news, good tidings of great joy. I uh, want to just share a couple quick thoughts related to the idea of Christmas and uh, to this season, this time of year that we want to reflect on. The story is told of a great theologian, Karl Barth. He was uh, at one particular conference speaking at the University of Chicago, uh, speaking directly at the Divinity School. So he's uh, all these seminary students, all these teacher and faculty, everybody's around. And he had given several lectures, and it was the very end of the conference. He gave his like final keynote lecture, and uh, the seminary president got up afterwards. And uh, in the program, they had scheduled to have a like question and answer time at the end. So Carl Barth had just gotten done. He had been speaking uh, all week long, and the president said he's not feeling well. We're going to kind of cancel the Q&A time. We're just going to end with this final lecture, and uh, we'll let him get on toward travel. And, uh, but the seminary president said, I know that many of you had questions that you probably wanted to ask, so what I'm going to do is just w- ask one question and uh, I'll just ask it on behalf of all of us. And so he turned to Carl Barton and he said, uh, here, here's, here's what we're curious about. Of all of the amazing theological insights that you've had over the years, of all that you've learned, what would you consider to be the greatest insight of all? Like if you could narrow it down, give us the best of the best. And the story goes that like every one of the students kind of like sat up on the edge of their chair. Everyone was looking like intent, like they're just going to get the best of the best from one of the world-renowned theologians. And uh, it says that he kind of closed his eyes. He thought for a moment. A little smile came to his face and he said, I think of all of the greatest things I've ever learned, the greatest theological insight is this. Ready? Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Now, obviously he's speaking from one of the most well-known verses in all of Scripture, right? That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, whoever believes in him, shall not perish but have everlasting life. The next verse goes on to say that he sent his Son not to condemn the world, but instead that the world might be saved through him, right? Now, the very act of giving, the text says, is motivated by love. That there's this deep love. God so loved the world, everyone in it, every one of us, that he gave, that he risked something quite profound, that he was willing to come to earth. See, love is a risky venture, Uh, It might seem odd to say it this way, but whenever you love someone, you open yourself up to risk. Whenever you love someone, love, in essence, requires risk. It demands it. And the Christmas story, if you think about it, is filled with risk all over the place. 
risk is involved in the story. Mary, the risk of carrying on with the pregnancy, the risk of being known as someone who was pregnant out of wedlock, and in that day and age, that would have been a disastrous thing. Uh, Not only that, then she had to go to Joseph and tell him that she was pregnant. There was risk there. Joseph, the risk of taking Mary to be his wife anyway, the risk of public scorn, the risk of remaining pure until the child was born, the wise men, the risk of travel, the shepherds. I mean, all, all over the place, there are elements of risk. But obviously, the greatest risk of all was the risk that God sent Jesus. It's the greatest risk. Love at its most riskiest form. And whenever I risk, I always have that moment of hesitation. Do you have that moment? Like the moment right before the moment when you risk something and you're like pretty nervous about it. Let me give you a couple examples. Um, The other day we went sledding just because, I mean, it's a perfect time to do that. And uh, I remember when I was at the top of the hill, uh, it reminded me of the the season uh, when I was back in high school. My friend and I, Mike, and a couple other friends went into the backyard, Mike's house. And Mike had uh, this pretty steep hill, and uh, it seemed to us like the perfect place to sled, except for the fact that the hill was covered with trees all over the place. And so we decided to like, create a, a really good run that if you, if you started here and, and missed this one tree, that you would, you'd be on your way in a little bit of a clearing. There was this ramp we had built, built it up really well, so it would just allow us to cover a little, like, just a little gully that was there. And then past that was the steepest part. So if you hit that little ramp just right, hit the steep part, now you've got at least at least 15 yards before you have to turn so you missed a tree that's dead on. And then you're in the clear the rest of the way, right? Prior to us having frontal lobes, it seemed like a great idea, <laughs> right? And I just remember, I, I really remember this moment, being at the top of the hill, sitting down on the sled, having a guy sit behind me. I should have traded places with him. But just, and, and just going, okay, like the moment's here. Do we do it? Do we do it? Okay, let's do it. And we, we risked that moment right before the risk. I, I've, I've felt that many other times in life too. Uh, that moment when you're, you're just unsure if you're going to do it. Uh, we used to go on this uh, annual wilderness trip up to the Algonquin Provincial Park in Ontario, Canada. And uh, we would uh, b- like backpack and canoe all through the area and about halfway through the week, we would uh, come to this one lake, and it was like this just beautiful, gorgeous, huge lake. And uh, none of the students that were on the trip knew what we were doing, and we would like canoe to this island right on the middle of the lake. It was a small little island, but one of the beautiful things about it is it had a rock face about 30 feet high, and there was awesome water on the other side, so you'd like eat and then you'd go, hey guys, let's explore this little island. And you'd climb up to this one area, and then you had like, I mean, it was awesome. 30 feet, you'd just jump and like take it in. And I remember, like you'd get up to the edge and you'd look, and everything looked good. You'd have someone check the bottom, and, and like everything's good, but you still, you'd run, you'd like take some steps back, and then you'd start running to the edge. And even as I'm running, I'm thinking, why, why, 
why am I doing this, right? That moment right before you risk it all. And I've often wondered, did God have that same feeling? That same like, is this really what we're going to do? Are we really going to go for this? Are we really going to become human? Are we really going to be born? Are we going to be raised by some young teenagers? Are we really going to have to leave and become a refugee in a foreign land, come back home, work as a carpenter for 30? Like, this is the plan? This is what we're going to do? Are we sure? I, I, I can't help but wonder there was a moment of hesitation, a moment where he questioned. Maybe as he's about to jump, he almost backed up. And yet, the scripture says, God so loved the world that he gave. I am convinced that the Christmas story cannot be looked at without looking at it through the lens of risk. There's so much risk involved. And that's what makes the story amazing. And what's interesting about it is, when you think of us welcoming Jesus into our lives, That, anytime you welcome Jesus, you invite risk into your own life, right? Think about that. So here's my question for us tonight. How might hesitation show up in your life this year when you're called on to love? How might hesitation show up for you? If we've invited Christ into our life, it implies that he's invited us into the same kind of risky love. Here's what it might look like for you. There's a, it might look like asking or loving someone through forgiveness. It might mean having to forgive someone you don't want to forgive. It's risky. And the scriptures speak to it this way. They say, um, how many times should you forgive someone? The story says 70 times 7, which in essence is essentially saying, until you lose count and then keep forgiving right? Maybe this year you'll be called on to forgive and to risk rejection, to risk hurt, to risk heartache, to risk forgiving them and them never telling you they're sorry. Forgiveness. You might have to risk caring for someone else, helping them with their needs. I mean, the scriptures speak to the idea to give to everyone who begs from you. And do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you. We read in the scriptures things like this. Feed the hungry. Give drink to the thirsty. Welcome the stranger. Clothe the naked. Care for the sick. Visit the imprisoned. See, if you take this risk, you put your wealth at risk. If you take this risk, you put fairness at risk. If you take this risk, you put your own security, right? You even, I think, put your own obedience at risk. Because do we really want to risk that much? Does it really say give to everyone? Maybe it just means some, right? It might look like loving our enemies. 
Jesus says, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you. That's why the scriptures even say things like, well, who really is my enemy, right? Well, and our enemy is those we fear, those who are different than us, those who put our safety at risk. All of this speaks to the idea that Christian love is risky. It's dangerous. It's dangerous because it causes us to look outside of our preconceived ideas of those whom we're supposed to love. And at Christmas, we know who those people are, right? It's our mom and dad. It's our relatives. It's our family. It's our friends, right? That's who we're supposed to love. And I would say yes. But the risk of Christmas says to extend that much further. To strangers, to neighbors, to the forgotten, the overlooked, the ostracized, those that hate us, those who would kill us, and those who we would label as unlovable. So the question we have to ask ourselves in light of the Christmas story is whether or not to risk. The risk of love. Is it a risk that we're willing to take? Because the risk of Christmas is real. But I would argue it's worth it. And I would argue Christ would say the same. In fact, it is his risk that reminds us that Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Let's pray.